and welcome to another episode of Wishful Thinking. Today we're talking about the, our initial reactions to Creed 3. I'm your host PR and on the panel today we have Jackson, Kaz, Ronnie, and Stefan. Hello. Hey, Howdy. Uh, let's get into it. Big announcement also, we have the Union Bash, uh, which is where all of UCAS is going to take over the Union and we'll have food trucks, we'll have live music, we'll have a whole Smash Bros and Mario Kart tournament. Um, it will be March 24th. Uh, that's going to be at 7 p.m. So make sure to head over there. You get to meet us in person and chat with us. Um, it's going to be a huge blast. So make sure you guys head over for that. So we all saw uh, the first two trailers, the first trailer and the, the final trailer. Um, what do we think? Initial reactions of, of going into it. First one was better than the final. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, agree. Yeah. I agree. I don't understand the skull at the beginning of the final trailer. Like what the little it's, it's, it's an entrance to one of the yeah. fights. They have like these cool little entrances, especially in Creed Two, and mm -hmm. I'm assuming that's one of them, right? Creed Two was the one with uh, I'm forgetting Tessa Thompson's character. I forget her name too. Uh, yeah, Bella, I think. No, uh, but it was her like song and like yeah, with all the lights entrance, and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. probably my favorite intro in the whole series. Did you? Could you guys tell that I haven't Bianca. seen Creed? <laughs> Bianca. Mm. Bianca. Bianca. That's right. Yeah. Um, I got the first letter right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, One out of twenty six chance. Yeah. <laughs> I think the most thing, I'm, the like, the thing I'm interested in most is like the central conflict between um, Creed and Damien. Damien, yeah. Damien. Mm -hmm. That looks interesting. I'm wondering what you know Creed has done for Damien to be so mad at him and just to think he like that Creed owes him something. So. Oh, he's yeah. well, him in, in the, the quantum in the trailer, realm. we kind of saw like a little bit of it where it was like, I guess Damien took the hit on like. Maybe it was like a drug deal or, or yeah. something like that where he obviously had to go to prison for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and because he took that hit, he's like, hey, I went to jail for you, so you got to put me on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we see Creed in jail. At least, uh, Creed 1 like, it pretty much starts off with like young Creed in jail. And that gets me curious of like, are we going to see a little bit of that in the new one with him and now Damien? A little bit more young Creed. I don't know. This you is think it's, it's going to call back to that first... Yeah, I mean, Creed already calls back a lot to, like... I mean, ro the whole Rocky franchise, basically, pretty much every single movie starts off with the fight from the previous movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if in this one it does call back to, like, Creed 1 when Creed is in it's juvenile detention. Right. Mm -hmm. and right. Like all of that, so... Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting, but I don't... This, to me, feels like a, a more unique story because where um creed one and creed two were you know creed one was the apollo creed continuation and then mm -hmm. creed two was the draco continuation so this one i don't see it being a necessarily rocky kind of callback that yeah. way i see it being more of an independent thing and i think that's kind of what Michael I mean, B. Jordan was going for. I mean, if we could argue that maybe it's something like Rocky Five, like the whole idea of like your protege betrays you, and so you, now you got to put him back in your place, because that's kind of what we see, like um, where Creed kind of takes Damien <clears throat> under his wing, and it, but it seems like Damien is a lot more aggressive and more like I'll do whatever it takes to win kind of uh, mm -hmm. kind of uh, approach to it, which Creed seems to be terrified about. Um, well, he's so, terrified because now he has. As Tessa Thompson said in the trailer, like he has something to lose, right? Like right. he has a family, he got the fortune, he's the world champion, like he has everything to lose, whereas Damien just got out of the pen, right? So now yeah, he's yeah. nothing. He has nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, and I mean, but again, like Rocky Five kind of does that with like uh what's the name? Like Tommy Gunn, I think is what it, what was his name? Like uh Rocky's protege. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I was know. I thinking mean, about it in terms of Rocky Four too, when like his whole thing, Rocky's kind of like, I do, at this point, I could lose a lot, but I just want to redeem Adonis after that whole death. Um, mm -hmm. And that whole thing where, like, the Russian guy pretty much is just, I mean, he's basically a robot. So, but, like, he is that sort of thing where, like, I don't care, I'll kill anyone in my thing. Mm -hmm. And, yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see, like, the way that they go about the training montage on this one. Because oh, sure. mm -hmm. the first two, it was just so epic having Sylvester Stallone there. Yeah. Just to, like, kind of guide him. And it has that rocky feel to it. 
Um, especially in the second one with like the desert, that was so yeah, that sick. Was cool. I still go back and like we'll watch that monthly. Oh yeah. Just like <laughs> I'm not feeling the best. Let's put that on. Record. <laughs> and the, the song too with ASAP Rocky and like I don't remember who else is in it, but I will play that a lot too. Yeah. Oh yeah, and this one like at least from the trailers, right? It's it doesn't seem like like obviously you know it's a rock it's it's a Rocky movie. It, there's gonna be a training montage. It's right. just it's part of it. It's gonna um, stick with the similar kind of structure that pretty much all the rocky creed movies follow of like yeah yeah but i'm interested to see how they're gonna like go around without rocky in it now because yeah, i feel yeah. like they're gonna kind of tie it into like like you said a more personal story mm-hmm. but like so i i wonder if they're gonna kind of deviate from like the rocky kind of i think it's gonna away. be a little bit more character driven rather than fight driven mm-hmm. right because like the the previous creeds and the previous like rockies all of them have been surrounding this big fight yeah. versus this one to me it feels like it's surrounding the relationship between Damien and and Adonis right which could also work out with Sylvester not being in this one it cuz the first two were definitely like their relationship is just as important especially with the first one with Rocky getting cancer and then like the second one with him trying to figure it out with also having a family i feel like taking Sylvester out of stone uh, yes yeah, Sylvester out of the picture it'll be more time for Adonis and Damien to take the spotlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think by the third entry, that's what we kind of need yeah. to make yeah. it fresh. Because yeah. Yeah, I you can't. Yeah, well, I was just going to say, too, I think uh, this might be a weird comparison, but I think, you know, because Michael, Michael B. Jordan has already talked about, like, the anime influence on this film. Um, and I kind of, it kind of reminds me of what they did with uh, Demon Slayer at Mugen Train. Um with, have you all seen that at all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, with the whole... <laughs> Sorry, Ronnie. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, you had your chance. <laughs> you know, with the whole Rengoku um, mm-hmm. plot mm-hmm. line. Mm-hmm. I think this might go along like similar veins well, in terms of character he progression. He does call out a couple specific animes. He does. So um, according to this article on Polygon... Um, you know, trust new sources. You gotta, you gotta <laughs> showcase a little bit, right? Um you know, they had an interview with Michael B. Jordan, and they kind of talked about, like, hey, does this scene mean this anime? And, um, you know, it looks like he stated that he's going to take a lot of influence between uh, Naruto, between Naruto and Sasuke. And I think... Um, and that brotherly dynamic. And that brotherly mm-hmm. dynamic between them, where it's like, you have that that rivalry, but you also have that kind of compassion towards each other at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so sure. I think that'll be interesting. And the, the way that Michael B. Jordan kind of said it, where it's like... You know, a lot of the the quick motions that's going to happen um, will take inspiration from Naruto, where it's like yeah. that, you know, it's that that really fast kind of almost shadow boxing between each other, right? Um, which I think that'll be so sick to see, for sure. Because you know the other the other Creed movies, you've had that fast pacing, but it hasn't been like blow 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 blow, right? It's been blow duck weave whatever, right? Yeah. On the other hand, I'm curious how they're going to blend that with boxing, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, anime, it's good. It, allow, it allows it to be more dramatic, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so trying to make that more realistic, but also having, I think he mentioned specifically, like, like the Dragon Ball punch with Vegeta. I yeah. Believe, where, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sucker punch. Um, like, how to make that so that it still feels impactful and still feels realistic, but also have that callback. I think one one funny like if they pull it off well, I think it'll be really cool. Yeah. Is how in anime you have like the triple, like the triple shot, so you get punched oh, and you yeah. get three different angles at the same time of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, you know it'd be interesting to see like Michael B. Jordan because he said he's gonna take a lot of inspiration for anime yeah, on he's this. He's a total weave. He's great. a total weave. <laughs> he had a, a like what was it Louis Vuitton line. Was it Louis Vuitton? With, uh, With uh, yeah. Naruto collab. Oh. And it actually looked heat. Really? <laughs> like, it looked so good. I was going to buy one, but they were like $800. Or, <laughs> PR, if they take from Naruto, I hope they keep the Naruto Sasuke kiss in this movie. Like, Oh, you know what? <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, you haven't seen Naruto, have you, Ronnie? No, I haven't, no, I haven't I seen it. I've seen a couple fights. Yeah, they make out. Accidentally, mm-hmm. but you know, <laughs> it was really that's all right. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite things, though, is seeing the interviews with Jonathan Majors and um, Michael B. Jordan. Specifically, Jonathan Majors trying to be like, yeah, he says he's like taking a lot of inf- influence from like a- anime. 
I get and like trying to hear him talk about it and like he obviously cares enough for like Michael B. Jordan's passions too because they are just like they're brothers you know like um, all of their interviews they're just like joking around with each other and like right. I just saw this one it was like a six minute clip of just Jonathan Majors like expressing his love for Michael B. Jordan and that's another where I'm like going into this like they are such great actors already like alone I can't wait to see their dynamic from that brotherly side and also from the aggression villain i guess side right and i think it'll be interesting because you know michael b jordan and and jonathan majors they're both at the top of their game right now Mm -hmm. yeah um and so you you only you not only have that you know that competitiveness in in the characters but you also have that kind of competitiveness in their craft right Mm -hmm. so it's like you know you can see it just in the trailers like how insanely shredded they both got for this role yeah Damn, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. And it motivated me to go to the gym today. I'll know what. real, though. I watched that trailer, and I'm like, fuck, okay. All right, <laughs> maybe I got to do a little better. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I can see them in the gym just being like, oh, he did that many? I'm going to do one more. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that it's it's one thing in the gym, but I think it'll also help their, their acting because, yeah. you know, like, um, like when they have that on-screen kind of dynamic going on, one of them be like, one of them can kind of sense that, hey, this person is outperforming me. Yeah. I got to step my game. So I'm really interested to see, like, how intense it really does get between them. So mm-hmm. going into that, one of the things I've heard, because Michael B. Jordan's directing, right? He's also the lead actor in this. A lot of times I've heard when someone tries to do that, one side gets kind of forgotten versus the other. Do you mm-hmm. think Michael B. Jordan will be able to balance that pretty well? For sure. For, yeah. Like there's, n- I don't see there's, like, there's like no way he would, because like this, the central conflict of this, like the story is because is Damien coming back from his past, right? So if you like lack on that side of the, you know, the half, it doesn't work. So right. You have mm-hmm. to focus on that. And like another thing I like about Damien coming back is like it's kind of like a personification of his past, and mm-hmm. in him fighting him, he's like kind of fighting his past, and we see his daughter. Um, that yeah. he's training, and so maybe this is a movie that's looking towards the future. Maybe I don't know because mm. oh yeah, you know, um, we went from Rocky to Creed, and maybe to his daughter. I'm not sure if we'll get a fourth one, but you know, I could see that being like a jump off point for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I mean, if I mean, if it could just also be metatextual in that regard too. Like, it's sort of you know them saying. A kind of kind of just tackling with Rocky's past, you know, um, not only like not just Rocky the character, but like Rocky the series, you know, just kind of looking at that. And I don't know, I feel like Creed was definitely a really good uh, modernization. I mean, I haven't seen it, but based on like what I've heard, what I've seen, what little I've seen of it, um, I mean, it seems like it continues the Rocky story pretty well. And it's coming from someone who loves the Rocky series like, yeah. to death. Jackson, I think you and I are on the same boat on this one. Oh, for I, sure. You rewatched, what, the first so, four? Yeah, I rewatched the first four this week. Um, and it just, like, reinvigorated my passion for it. Like, this is probably one of my favorite series ever. Um, and I know five and six aren't necessarily the best. Um, I still, I've never watched them. I still need to. But the first four with just the whole, like, Everything about it from the evolution of seeing it become, like, from just kind of a broke first movie where, like, they mm-hmm. had so many problems with it, but they made it work, and it still won Academy Awards. And then in the fourth, you have a giant boxing arena rising up from the ground and, like, just <laughs> giant. That's dude, cool. it was insane. And robot servants. And robot yeah. servants, of course. Very 80s. Yeah, very 80s. Very 80s. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I feel like Damien represents not only, like, um, Adonis has passed, but I feel like it just also kind of, in a sense, again, in a metatextual sense, it kind of uh, reflects uh, the Rocky series' past as well. And we kind of saw, I mean, from what I read up, like the second one, I believe, has Drago's kid coming back. Correct? Yeah, you, you should definitely yeah. watch it. Yeah, that Because yeah. um, how it kind of works is like in the first one, it's Creed ba- battling with whether or not, or it's Adonis battling with whether or not he's Creed, right? There's mm-hmm. a whole conversation of him being an illeg- a legitimate child. And that's a kind of his own internal battle. By the end of that, even though he loses the battle, he's like, no, nah, I, I respect, like, I deserve this name. And the second one is him dealing with his past in terms of his dad and his dad's passing. I'm curious what's going to be the overall theme of this third one. And maybe it will just be his own past instead of his dad's past or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's going to be from, from Creed's side is kind of 
his own past and where his life could have gone, mm-hmm. you know, if he didn't end up going down this professional path. But I'm really interested in what's Damien? Damien. And Damien's kind side of side of it, it. Yeah. is because like coming from a prof- like a professional background, it's like seeing somebody that you grew up with go on and then get all the success and fame and fortune off of something that you knew you were better than, you know, him at. And going in, and basically he's kind of going into this just trying to take back what he thinks he's rightfully owed. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, nobody fights harder than somebody in that position, you know. So I'm I'm very excited. I'm not going to jump the gun, but I'm almost kind of rooting for him, like, you know, because I think that he he needs kind of his redemption arc and to move past his, you know, his whole, you know, jail sentence and who is he? Is he, Mm -hmm. you know just the guy that took the fall and like, you know, went through this whole rap sheet and this, you know, did all the time or, you know, does, is he deserving of this spot as well? And so I'm really interested to see that whole I'm that interested whole to see if Adonis is willing to even give him that space. Cause like, mm-hmm. it seems like he's hesitant to give him that. And I mean, to be fair, again, I, I see why given, you know, his, uh, Damien's aggressive nature and, you know, that, that entire, um, you know, the entire philosophy of like, well, I have nothing to lose and I, I want to climb up to the, to my right, uh, my rightful throne. Um, and so I wonder if maybe that's going to be the conflict for Adonis is whether or not, because on the one hand, yeah, he's right. He was better. Um, you know, and may, uh, and this is just kind of my prediction. Yeah, he was better. He deserves this. Um, I want to give this to him, but not like not like this. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I think that uh, so my prediction for that, I think that's just, just going to be the central conflict is you're right. You deserve this, like you deserve this title, but I'm not going to give you this title um, because you know your methods, your approach to this is just evil. I guess. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. 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 And the whole thing with him going like, um, it was that that scene after um, Damien just laid that guy out. Oh yeah. And he was like, hey, and you know, every, like the boxing, the the whole gym went quiet, and then the guy was like, oh, you don't owe him anything. Like you don't owe him. That's and right. I was like, well. I feel like there's going to be that kind of internal, you know, dynamic inside Creed now is like, does he owe him something? Like, does, is he going to start kind of feeling the guilt or feeling the blame or like feeling like now he's going to have to like kind of reach his hand down and pull him up with him? Or Mm -hmm. is he kind of going to accept the fact like, hey, no, I earned this on my own, you know, because what I found really interesting too is at the very, very beginning um, when he walks out of the gym and Damien's leaning up against the, oh, the yeah. rolls and he's like, hey, can I get an autograph? And he's like, no, but you can get the hell off my car, though. And I was like, that's different. I don't know if he would have acted that same way two movies ago. You know, I wonder yeah. if I wonder if kind of it's going to be a play on that. I, I think I, I see what you're coming from. And I think it'll be. I think it'll put Michael B. Jordan in check, the kind of how you're saying, right, yeah. where. I think he's at the point where where Creed in the Rocky movies was, where he was the the best. He was the the, the champion, right? Yeah. And then Drago comes and fuck, kills him, right? So it's like <laughs> rest in peace, by the rest way. <laughs> well, I think I mean I, I think maybe the uh, the main question that this movie might pose because there is a lot of parallels it seems from what uh, from what I'm hearing from what I'm seeing. Um, to Creed's kind of relationship with Rocky, for example. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if maybe this is posing, uh, again, this is kind of me just going metasexual here, if it's posing the question, is Damien more, if we're assuming that Adonis is taking the role of his father, right, as Creed, is Damien to him more of a Rocky, you know, like, uh, you know, giving someone a chance, giving someone like this title, working with him, or is this, uh, this going to be a Drago, someone who's going to ultimately be the death of him? <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, and I think there's like hmm. a sort of guilt there, at least. With, it, it seems right from the trailer because, you know, he, he comes back and he's like, okay, well, I at least owe him this. I owe him a chance, you know, to, to give him the tools to, you know, um, to box. And once he sees how aggressive and, you know, like straightforward that Dam- Damien is, he maybe feels guilty that he created this and that he even gave him the chance to, you know, to yeah. get to this level. And so the final fight might just be like him being like no this this can't i i can't let this happen and if it happens because of me then you know i would never forgive myself kind of yeah yeah and in that first trailer with the um it was the first fight not the the end fight which by the way just the the few clips that they showed at the end fight i'm so excited but the the one where 
uh, it was the first like professional fight. I, I would assume that Damien did yeah. and just laid the guy out. And the way that um, Michael G. B. Jordan, like Adonis, looked up at him is kind of like a not really like a, I'm proud of you, more of like the what oh, did shit. I just do? Yeah, like yeah. what did like what type of monster did I just kind of real loose? Well, you know, real Kenobi uh, Anakin type vibes. Yeah, yeah. Big, um, yeah. That's something I understand. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> On the Google casting, it's showing all of Creed's old um, fights in the Creed three cast. It's showing Saul, it's showing Victor Drago, Ooh. and it's showing uh, Rocky, I mean, uh, Ricky, whatever his name was. Oh, um, yeah. You don't think that'll just be like the little flashbacks like I kind of said earlier? I I, it might be, but I think it might be like, because there's they're still contending, Damien right? Going through. I think Damien goes through them. Oh, Oh. And goes through them no, faster than anime. That's like a Adonis total anime does. thing where you like you bring That's back the like... previous villain. I think Mob Psycho did this where it was yep. like we're gonna bring back the previous villain, and now this new villain is just gonna bam like that's yep. it. Mm -hmm. And I love that trope. I think it'll be if if they go that route. Um, I think it'll be interesting because it'll give Adonis that kind of inferiority where it's like it took everything I had to beat these guys, <laughs> and he came in and sloshed them no problems. Yeah. Right. Dang. So that'll kind of give him that that push where he's like, oh, shit, I might be in trouble here. Mm -hmm. um, That's interesting because I saw Drago in the trailer. Is he not? I think so. Yeah, yeah so, so. He, he was training with him at that point. But, right, right. You know, I think that's interesting to bring back his old foes because, yeah, like you said, if he goes through him like that, then mm -hmm. it sets him up as somebody to, to be reckoned with, right? Right. And it gives him that because if, if even if he doesn't, right, then he has that out where it's like, Oh, he's not ready for me, yeah. right? Like he can, yeah. he can, he can cop out of it. But if he goes through everybody that he had everything to to lose from quickly, then obviously the next fight is Creed, mm -hmm. and that forces Creed to be in a position where it's okay. They obviously beat Drago. They obviously beat Saul. They obviously beat Ricky to the point where I'm next, yeah. and I have to take this fight in order to one save my title. But two, to save my livelihood. And I think that'll also work out because I, you know, watching through Rocky 1 through 4, one of the weird things is like, especially Rocky 1 and 2, it's like, wow, there's not actually that much boxing in this. Like the last half an hour is usually like all boxing. But doing that, it'll give us a chance to see Damien in the ring. It'll give us a chance to have those action set pieces that kind of can help with the pacing of the movie and then really set up that third fight. And I think one of my favorite things about this whole franchise is like, they're going into this. There is a chance that Creed could lose and that Damien could win because oh, yeah. that's how it's like in Creed one. He lost. He, he kind of he won, but he lost mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. the thing. Rocky won. He's lost, and it just sets up like that kind of doubting thing of like, sure, he's a main character. There still is a chance that he could lose, and then Creed four is that sort of thing. I don't, and yeah. that's what I love about Rocky. It's they weren't afraid to let Rocky lose, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like, didn't Rocky lose to... He Creed? lost, but he, he was the first fighter to stay in the ring with Ado with um, Apollo. Apollo, Apollo for you. all. Right. For all yeah. 12. So it was that sort of thing where, like... But he, he still deserves... lost, right? Yeah, but... So it could be that, hey, it's a great fight, but maybe Damien comes in and, and wins it, and then you have number four where it's, yeah. he has to get that title back. I Well, I don't know, because like, I don't get the... Here's the thing. I don't get the impression that this is necessarily like an... Like um, an ego, I have to protect my title, kind of like kind of thing. No, it's not. But it's it's more of a. Uh, it's not to protect the title, but it's to protect his loved ones, right? Mm, yeah. Because that title is what's giving him well, the financial stability to have his loved yeah. ones be taken care of. My other mm. thought is to take care of the monster that he's created. He put Damien mm. into the ring, and he probably feels some sort of responsibility to take care of Damien before it gets even more out of hand. Right. Mm. Well, I want to see, because first I want to see who did he knock out then in that first fight when he looks up. Was it one of those three guys? I think four? so. I, it looked like it was Ricky, but I'm not sure. Because if it does, then I'm kind of leaning towards that kind of belief of, okay, there's going to be some very anime trope type of, which I'm, which I'm so, so down, down for. for yeah. I'm ready. You know, but yeah, go oh, ahead. I was just going to say, Kaz, I just realized something. <laughs> My pre okay. My new predictions for this movie is it's gonna follow the same formula as Kung Fu Panda. 
<laughs> Who's Poe then? Please explain. <laughs> well, the entire, like as Jackson said, like the entirety of like the monster I created. That's you know, Tai Lung, you know. That's oh. that's uh, Damien, right? And so and like and then the. the Adonis is Creed's daughter's then gonna come. Back. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, like you know, and like the Dragon Scroll, obviously in this case is like the world champion like uh, yeah. title, right? Um, like it just clicked in my brain. I'm like, <laughs> this sounds very familiar to the plot of Kung Fu Panda. That's funny. Yeah. Dang, it does. After you laid it out, I'm like, oh shit, the yeah. Dragon Warrior, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he also talks a lot about um, Jujutsu Kaisen going into oh this, oh. which I think season we'll... two one. It's another anime. I'm okay. so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ronnie. <laughs> that's another. That's has a is a good one with hand to hand hand to hand combat. So yeah. I think he really took a lot of influence from this hand to hand shit. That one, uh, Gojo uh, in Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. That one yeah. fight. Oh I go back to that all God. the time. <laughs> Specifically, the meme where it'll be like. L ratio, like you suck. Blah, 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 blah. It doesn't know either. Right. It's that was one of my favorite moments, and I'm really happy that he's calling back to that too. So you know, going at um, we've obviously obviously talked a lot about you know the similarities between Rocky and Creed. I think one that stand that not a lot of people are thinking about is Rocky was Sylvester Stallone's first directorial debut. Yeah, Creed oh. is Michael B. Jordan's first director directorial debut. So, do you think that going into this, how do you think that Michael B. Jordan will perform to live up to that kind of first debut yeah. with a quote Rocky movie? I mean, I think Michael B. Jordan already has a advantage because he is an actor. He knows how the set works, and he knows, yeah. at least from the acting perspective, how to make a movie. I am interested to see how that works in terms of. Jackson, I hate to I hate to kind of correct you on this. Technically, Sylvester Stallone was an actor. Um, really? Yeah. <clears throat> should I? Okay. I didn't know there this. Is, the, there, his first there, one was Rocky. No. So, okay. Because he was dead broke at the time. There's a um, there's a, there's an adult film of Sylvester Stallone. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know you know about that kind of acting. No, okay. I don't know. That's why I think it's a little bit different. Those yeah. types of That's like I think I believe if I'm not mistaken, it's literally called the Italian Stallion. Too. Oh no! <laughs> See, I was expecting a left yeah, turn, and that was just. If I, I was expecting like, oh, he did some short movies or yeah. something like that. I was no. like, yeah, I mean, I guess it's similar, but no, no, yeah, I'm, I'm not sorry. <laughs> so this is why I say I hate to technically correct you, but I, I think my point still stands. If I'm being completely honest, yeah. it seems like he's taking it really seriously. Oh, like, sure. Especially reading that article uh, you put up, um, was there or oh, never mind. Uh, PR about um, you know him taking the directorial like kind of influence from anime and he's like the way he talks about it it seems like he's really passionate about it and, mm -hmm. I, and I mean the reviews are good so I mean I guess he's he did something, something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like I said I love seeing his interviews and stuff like you can tell that he's really passionate yeah. about not just what he's created but the entire franchise and him being a part of it and stuff um, and even if like I you know walk out and it's like oh yeah it wasn't as good as I was expecting at the end of the day it's still gonna be a Creed Rocky movie Right. I don't feel like you like I can be disappointed by that. You can't really mess one of those up too too bad. No, unless, unless you like fine. unless you're Rocky yeah, Five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, but it's a it's a big legacy that he's got it on is. his shoulders right now. Because I mean, Rocky's Rocky. Like I mean, seventies. Like, yeah, and old. we still yeah. talk about it to this day. I mean, everybody's seen it. Everybody knows. Everybody knows that Adrian. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, come on. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, when I was like, oh, I'm going to rewatch the Rocky movies, Stefan, Adrian. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. just, like, such a big part of, like, culture. It looks know? like he's taking it really seriously, though, as, as Ronnie was saying. But it looks like he's going a lot more hand-on than I was thinking. Because a lot of directors, what they'll do is... They'll be sitting in the in the village, right, with like all the monitors mm -hmm. and everything, just kind of monitoring everything. From some of the BTS photos that I've seen so far, it looks like, you know, a lot of the times he's grabbing the camera and he's he's playing a, a role as camera op, DP, and director. Yeah, which you know, not a lot of directors will will do. Mm -hmm. um, it gets me really excited to see how this movie is going to affect his own 
career in terms of that, whether or not he did a good enough job that he's going to start directing more movies and he's going to maybe start directing more and more of the Creed movies or do his own thing. Like, I definitely feel like he's at that point where he could. I think he's talented enough to, to the point where he could definitely pull it off. And, you know, when it comes to like the cinematography for it, just from what I've seen, it looks phenomenal. Um, you know, I think the color grading and, and just the, the shot structure that they decided to go with looks, it it gives the honorage, like the, the it honors the, the Creed and Rocky movies before it, but it looks to be like this fresh kind of new scope of, yeah. of visuals that we haven't really seen in a lot of Rocky Creed movies before. And I think having it be kind of updated to this new style might really change something for the benefit of the Creed franchise yeah. going forward. I will say, um, though I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, and I and I do appreciate, the, uh, you know, like the similarities between this and Sylvester Stallone's directorial debut and what that, um, what, you know, those parallels. I, I really hope that this is the last Creed movie. Um, not because I don't like, you know, I don't enjoy it and not that, uh, not because I don't want to explore more of the Rocky universe per se, um, because I think there's a lot done, but dog, I'm going to be honest. I hate the MCUification of everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why Sylvester Stallone left because you heard about the Drago TV show that they're doing based mm-hmm. off of the Creed 2 villain. And he's like, I don't want, I don't want my franchise as something that I built to be that sort of MCUification and just start spreading out into all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. They're doing a TV um, show? I didn't know about that. I didn't know. I also yeah, didn't know about this. Left. He got really pissed off that because, you know, he no longer like owns it. Right. And right. so they were like, yeah, we're going to start branching out and doing other stuff. And he's not a part of it. And that's why he left Creed 3. But that's I understand stupid. he never owned it. Right. Because he signed a contract. That's a good point. That, no, he's so, yeah, yeah. That, you know, they took a chance. Maybe on it. it was just because he was the director for most of it. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, because he's well, because I mean, to begin with, whenever you write a script, it's never yours. Like already when it comes to production, it's always property of the of the production studio. Um, like they'll. When they buy your script and they pay you money for your script, it's no longer yours. And that happens like both in books, in film, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so unless you're getting really lucky, like I think George Lucas got really lucky in the sense that he specifically was like, okay, you can own this. However, I get control of marketing and I get royalties from anything related to like uh, any franchising, like any kind of toys, uh, merchandise, all that kind of stuff. I think he also controls, he controlled the. Uh, the IP for mm-hmm. a long time. I think, yeah. So unless you have really good lawyers and you ha- like, and you know what you're talking about when you're doing the contracts, like 95% of the time, you're just kind of out of luck. Um, and that's that's why a lot of like when when there are like there is like I <laughs> I call it the MCUification. Really, this started even before the MCU because I mean we saw uh, like even back in the 80s there was a lot of like oh you know here's a spinoff of this and here's like a crap ton of sequels like what happened the with Joker the spinoff. Right. <laughs> um, but, you know, if we're, I'm going to call it the MCUification because I blame Joss Wheaton for the modern uh, revival of that. Um, so, yeah, I feel bad for Sylvester Stallone. I'm not surprised. I don't even blame him. And I'm not even saying that I don't think the projects could have an interesting spin um, because I, I, I do believe that there's a place for revivals um, uh, from, you know, from a social, like, from, looking at it from like a sociological standpoint um you know there's a lot of things you can tackle with when it comes to like you know things that kind of they miss the mark on in the first series you know um like for example i really love the fact that like this is a black produced and a black uh starred movie mm-hmm. um which is something that like <laughs> diversity was not really sylvester stallone's like main you know yeah <laughs> i mean watching rocky three and having Polly just constantly doing something racist was a little annoying where it was like like rocky's always been like i mean obviously you've got adonis as or apollo Mm -hmm. i'm gonna confuse that the whole time apollo as like a pretty big actor especially for the 70s Mm -hmm. but then you get into creed three or rocky three and it is rocky training in that african-american like whole gym Mm -hmm. right with apollo and Polly just won't shut up about (laughs) how he doesn't like those people 
like literally word for word what he says. Who's Polly? Multiple times. Polly's his friend. Don't oh, worry okay. about it. If okay. I'm being honest, <laughs> he's the worst part of those movies by far. Yeah. Hey, but he has the robot servant that he falls in love with. And that doesn't make it any better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I, there's a place for revivals and like um, I just, I really hope like I really hope that this movie ends with like you know, like that cinematic cutscene of like his daughter being like, "Yeah, I'll, I also want to be like a boxer, like my dad," and end it there. Just imply <laughs> that his daughter is going to be a boxer. End it there. I don't want yeah. to see in, like Creed Seven, uh, like yeah. return yeah. of <laughs> ret- like where Apollo somehow is resurrected. <laughs> I agree. No, I think that we really like. That's that's a big thing that I've noticed is that I feel like we've just forgotten how to just. Stop! Like, how to just let something finish off well and like, like again, like the MCU, right? Endgame, fine. I why? Why are you doing more stuff? Like, I I think that it's it was a perfect ending, you know. And then I I don't want to see, like you said, I don't want to see Creed kind of go down the same route of like now they're just gonna start like, you know, you're it's gonna be so corporate. Like they're just gonna come up with like. You know who's he gonna fight this time, and like yeah. you know, make just another like comic book thing over and over and over again. You know, I mean, that's why I'm really excited for Creed Three because this is something we haven't seen before, yeah. where it's not just him, like it's not just a revenge story, or it's not just battling for the title. It sounds like it's him battling his own past and this thing that he's created, and it is a good spin on it. So if they like, if they were to make continuing sequels, if they're able to do it well, like I think of yeah. Top Gun Maverick, we did not need. A yeah. sequel to that movie from like it, they, they kind of let it be, and everyone was nervous like it's just going to be another cash grab, right? It was Best phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, it was fantastic. But that's the thing, right? Is like, like you said, time and place and mm-hmm. and understanding, and there is a place for revivals. I mean, Creed's a perfect example, right? And no one thought that we needed another Rocky, and then when it the first phenomenal. Creed trailer came out, I was a little like. Skeptical. I was yeah, skeptical. I was, I was like a little bit like, oh wow, they're about to like, like, is this gonna be sacrilege or what? And then no, it was fantastic. I mm-hmm. was like, this is great. And then, from what I've been seeing from Creed three, I think it would be a perfect ending to hmm. his story. I think it can. I, I agree. I think the way that they end it, they could be a perfect ending. But if they wanted to do a number four, I, I kind of agree with Jackson here, where it's you know. If they do it well, I don't see a reason why not. Exactly. Right? True. Um, like for your point of like the the MCU after Endgame, the reason that they continued is they did it a bad job. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. <laughs> um, I mean they had a good story. Like Zero Wars. Quantum Media was alright. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just the Marvel yes. universe is just so so vast with uh, because of Stan Lee and, and Jack Kirby, right? Where. Yeah. They have the characters to to develop that. I agree with you know the Creed franchise. They they just don't have that character set to expand on it. But I'm I'm happy that they don't because now they're forced to look for fresh new ideas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could bring like as as you know Stefan was saying, where it's like yeah, you know Creed Seven <laughs> re- Return of Apollo, right? Or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, like yeah, that's stupid. But like I think the way that we're seeing the Creed. Um, you know, storyline go, we're seeing fresh things and fresh takes every time. Yeah, for and sure. I think that the writers that are associated with the Creed franchise, I think if they wanted to do a number four, I would not be super hesitant on it because I yeah. think that they have talented writers. They have, you know, if, if Michael B. Jordan decides to direct the next one and you know, if they do do another one, I think that Michael B. Jordan is just really passionate and, and so you know, down to earth that I think he would force the writers to and the studios to have a fresh new take on, yeah, on something. I agree. Yeah. And mm-hmm. guys, I hate to break it to you, but if this movie makes money, there will be a Creed 4 or an yeah. <laughs> We live in a capitalist world where yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. if it does well, it's going to get a it's, sequel. It's going to get a sequel. And I do agree with some of the things about the MCUification of everything, but I feel like each franchise has the capacity, different capacities to do that. Like, with Creed, sorry, they're being forced to have more diverse and like, you know, interesting stories because they really have nothing to draw back on, mm-hmm. really. And the MCU has so much stuff to do. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Right. But like, I know. I feel like if they do it good, like you said, then I don't see it. Right. Well, I think my main issue doesn't necessarily in, entail in that 
particularly because like you can tell good stories in a vast universe like star wars has shown us that like in in a vast vast cosmos there are an infinite amount of stories that you can tell um you know in the mcu yet they rate they made ray a skywalker don't even don't, don't that's already <laughs> started that's different listen I keep thinking somehow back on how finn's character was supposed to be and oh like it whole... should have been so good. should i make everyone yeah. in this room matter? somehow palpatine returns um, <laughs> it's just no. me yeah but well my main issue is it just i'm tired of it being set in the same universe i think that's that's my main exhaustion okay. star wars has existed since the 1970s and if you want to have like expanded canons in the books if you want to have your like you know, all that, fine, whatever. I'm just tired of, like, cinema being, you know, pumped out with well, all these, like... Yeah. I mean, that's my <clears throat> thing of, like, with Rocky movies, what's cool about them, the only, for a long time, the only movie I saw was Rocky Four, and I loved that. Mm -hmm. I didn't mm -hmm. need the prior knowledge. That's what's nice about these movies. You can hop in at any point. And, and still make sense. It still well, makes sense. Well, yeah, it's all wrapped up. I just, I, I don't know. And maybe it's just me being, like... Uh, it's done well, like Creed, like from what I see in the trailers and everything, it's done well calling back. I just don't need this reminder of like, hey, we're in the Rocky universe, baby. Like, yeah. I, I don't need that kind of thing. Like, I don't it, see them pushing that, though. Like, I don't well, no, uh, then, It right. doesn't feel like they're like, hey, we're in the Rocky Balboa universe, right? Well, no, right. I'm, well, that's what I'm not saying for Creed 3. Like, like I'm saying, it seems like it's being done in a tasteful way. I'm just saying... As a general thing, I really hope that this is just like a, okay, wrap it up, or at, at the very least, if not this one, depending on how this one ends, uh, Creed 4, like, that's just the end, because I'm just exhausted. I understand. I, I agree, because, like, it, at the end of the, especially nowadays, three in, a, like, a trilogy is really not that much, right? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's... I don't even have a story for Fast and Furious. They should have stopped after five, honestly. Well, guess who's watched all like, eight, baby? Or eight uh, of the ten. I mean, I have to. I'm a car guy. I feel like I have to. But, yeah, no, I feel like all three, like, three is really not that much, and so they're not going to kind of, like, run out of ideas just yet. But I do fear that, like, like you said, once the money starts rolling in again, they realize, man, three, third time and it's making this much money again, it's going to start to like, they're going to start to kind of pull the strings a little bit more and make it a little bit more like, you know, Rocky I mean, Balboa University. And then also I feel like, and I'd like to know your guys' thoughts too, because I feel like as more and more parts of a series get built up, the next one, I feel like my, the bar for it gets set higher oh. and higher. Like it, like you said, they have great ideas, right? But as soon as we get to like four or five, it I'm looking for a great idea. Not to like, you know, compare everything to the MCU as we've kind of already done. But like <laughs> after Endgame, the bar was set so high and nothing's been able to reach that. Mm -hmm. And whether or not like you consider phase four to be good, bad, any like any project in there, it's never going to hit that high. No. And now mm -hmm. people are like, well, who gives a crap anymore, right? Yep. And that's the like, same point. I have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you still do. That's right. Yeah, Ronnie loved Quantum. Like, Ronnie, okay. you loved Quantum Mania, right? Okay, maybe not that one. <laughs> <laughs> that movie was just a hard I. It was just, yeah. <laughs> it was just a. All right. Oh. <laughs> no, I, I, I understand where you're coming from, and I agree to some point, but I think the, the problem with it is not so much the the movies and the writers i think it's the studios right yeah. mm -hmm. it's the studios that have have shut down the idea of a medium budget right because now what you have is you have low budget indie films and you have high budget blockbusters those are the only two movies that studios will make now right the middle budget is where you're gonna find your rockies your Hallmark movies. No, the Hallmark <laughs> is low budget. Um, don't, don't, that's not a studio, but Hallmark that's, is art. That is a non-union whatever. They make fantastic <laughs> Christmas cards. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah, that's why like, you can work 15-hour days on a Hallmark movie, and they will pay you for 15 hours. No overtime, no nothing, and then they'll expect you there 6 a.m. the next that's morning. Bad. It's wow. bad. You can see in the actor's eyes, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, definitely a $12 an hour type of movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, it, you know, the, the middle ground is where you get all the classics. You get The Shining. You get The Rockies. You get, you know, um, The Italian Job. You get Philadelphia PA, I believe, as well, right? I don't think I've seen that. The one about the lawyer. 
Oh, I haven't seen that one. But sure. <laughs> it was it's around the same like 1970s era. Um, it's like it's considered like a classic as well. But it's, I, I believe that one was also medium budget. I think Goodfellas was also medium budget. For Goodfellas its was a medium mm-hmm. budget. Like it's it's the medium budget movies that form into classics, right? I mean, look at everything everywhere all at once. Like mm-hmm. that was a exactly. pretty medium budget, and that was winning awards all over the place. All the exactly all the, the effects were made by three guys. Yeah, literally, oh, yes. crazy, crazy. Wow. Like that's it. You know, we've seen it over and over and over again. But studios will not give a single fuck because medium budget movies generally will not make that billion dollar mark, which is mm-hmm. a way too high of a bar for ninety nine percent of films to be making, right? Yeah. And that's why we're seeing just such an influx of, you know, giant superhero movies or giant like Fast and Furious blockbusters, right? Like. That's why we're so tainted by the idea of a continuation. Mm -hmm. But that continuation in that middle ground where you have talented writers working for good pay, but you also have the flexibility to not be stared down by a studio exec the whole time is where you're going to get consistently good movies. Right. But the issue is that once you start getting more and more good movies, that's when the studios start playing more and more of a role. Because they feel like they're going to start. And that's kind of the thing with Creed is Rocky was definitely a a mid-budget film, right? I Mm -hmm. mean, just the whole story of it. Creed, you can't say the same thing about it. It definitely was not. It had a whole studio backing it. It had all the funding. I mean, the cinema. And and that doesn't knock it down a peg. The budget was He didn't have to sell his dog, which, by the way, sidetracks. Did you know he still has the turtles? Yeah, I did know that. Did he really? Yeah. It's so cute. (laughs) So Creed 1 had a budget of $35 That is right in the middle. Creed 2 had 50 and now Creed 3 is 75 but you see that trend I see the trend trend, which means that the more budget which means that they're going to start putting more and more but they don't just give the money with like without anything in return right they're going to expect a little bit more of a say in things they're going to expect and so I'm not saying that and I, I don't want people to think that I'm like going to say no, no, oh my gosh yeah. you know Creed is going to be like the next like I mean, this gets me me thinking in terms of the the same conversation can be made for games. And of course, that's kind of my niche. uh, Niche. Um, But like, Rocksteady. Niche. Niche Niche is actually a proper pronunciation as well. Okay, so (laughs) niche. I'm going to stay with that. No, everybody that laughed is an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. If you laughed, you're an asshole. (laughs) I don't mind. PR. (laughs) Being Cat Um, and Ronnie. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, you got your indie games, which are, like, really good, low budget, low teams, and then, like, Rocksteady, for example. Yeah. It's putting out Suicide Squad, which looks like the most studio-based <laughs> hands all over that game because it's Battle Pass, it's yeah. microtransactions, it's online third only. person, online only. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it totally brings up that point of Rocksteady is still an amazing studio, but now they have to listen more because they made the Arkham games, and mm-hmm. they yeah. now have, yeah. There's always going to be that corporate aftertaste, you know, no matter yeah. what. It lingers I mean, on the tongue a little well, bit. Well, and, and here's the thing, like, I because I agree with with PR's take that, like, medium budget movies make cl- or become classics. Um, but it's, it's this idea, like, it, it makes me think back to, like, every single uh, every single project with Neil Gaiman in it, right? Where, like, it's contained in its own universe. You don't have, like, Coraline creeping, like, oh, you know, Coraline creeping into, like, Good Omens, for example, I, as everyone types. Everybody. Everyone starts <laughs> okay. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I just read his Norse mythology book. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, like American Gods. Um, yeah, for those who don't know, Neil Gaiman wrote, uh, wrote, the orig- uh, wrote the original book for Coraline, American Gods, Good Omens. Which is now the prime show that I've watched mm-hmm. a couple episodes about. It's not bad. Like, but, like, you don't see them. You know, you don't have a Neil Gaiman universe. You know, Neil, because uh, they're all contained stories. And that's what I... That's that's really at the heart of what I get annoyed by with the corporate culture nowadays is there's it's not that there's no originality in story because there is like there there are ways to make good stories in pre-established universe. We have good stories in pre-established universe. I just want for once to have a story set in its own universe and not have it expand beyond that. Everything Everywhere All at Once is one of my favorite movies of all time because yeah. of that. It's a multiverse movie. It ha- it has its own internal structure. It doesn't have to rely on like decades worth of media like of, of lore to understand. Yeah. It, and it, it it starts, it ends and that's it. If you want to and like I'm sure there might be supplemental info like 
material produced by A24 at some point. Um, well, like those those don't impact that you don't. There's not a requirement for for that film. Yeah, and that's why I love A24 as a studio too, because they take risks on like self-contained stories, and I think they're one of the few studios that still do this. That's true. A24, Touchstone, and there was one more that really just in, encourages the medium budget. Mm-hmm. But going back to to what you were saying, like the author um, having a, a universe, Stephen King is, a, is an example, but mm-hmm. you still have the Stephen King universe, but even though all of these things are in their own contained storylines, you still have the universe of, of well, Stephen King. You well, because I mean? there's there's a difference between universe in tone and like literal shared universe. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Like, because like the Neil Gaiman universe, obviously, like because Neil Gaiman has a style that's distinct from Stephen King, that's distinct from R.L. Stein, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, if we're talking like just purely like gothic horror, um, but like you're again, you don't see. <laughs> If we're talking about R.L. Stein, for example, you don't see the the puppet going into horror land. <laughs> well, okay, that's that's a bad example because he technically <laughs> did. <laughs> I know too much about goosebumps. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's there's ways to make stories like contained, and yeah, so like I that's mean, what I think of is Ryan Johnson's new Knives Out stuff and how mm-hmm. yeah. Glass Onion came out, and he was like, "Look, let's just call this a whatever Benoit Blanc mystery, a Ryan Johnson mystery," and then Netflix is like, "No, no, no, no." We gotta sell. We gotta sell. So yeah. it's a knives mm-hmm. out mystery now, and that's probably what's gonna be called for the rest of time. And Ryan Johnson has no say in that. Yeah. And yeah. so like you can still have these kind of separate stories. Obviously, you don't need to see knives or knives out to understand Glass Onion, but the corporate people are still gonna be like, no, this needs to be connected now because we want money. Well, right. yeah. well, and, and but the the nice thing about Gla- about uh, Glass Onion though is that yes, it had like it's it's related in the marketing. But story-wise, there's like... Well, that's my point. Yeah, yeah it's no. not related at it's all. It's not related. and make it related for yeah. money. And I'm fine if you relate... Like, if the marketing relates it back to anything, like, if, if they're trying... If they're, you know, because marketing people will be marketing people. Sorry to my business majors. Not sorry. Huh. Shout out. <laughs> Damn. Kaz, I'm looking at you, <laughs> bud. Huh? We're going to cut <laughs> everything Stefan said. <laughs> Uh, but, but like you know, I like I said, it's more about the story for me. It's more about intent more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's why if going forward, yeah. Creed Four, if they've got a good story, like if they if they know what they're doing and they're not just doing it to be a sellout to for greed's sake, we'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think at the end of the day, studios want money, right? And if yeah. this movie doesn't rely as much on Rocky because he's literally not in it, and the studios see that it works without that going forward. Maybe there won't be as much push to be like, oh yeah, this is the Rocky Balboa Cinematic Universe, right? Like right. they can still have those good stories without and be tied to the universe and still have like that overarching like thematic presence, but not actually be like. Well, a, also, to play devil's universe. advocate for that one, where it's like they don't need Rocky anymore, so they can do whatever they want now, right? So I like the TV show. I'm yeah. so they yeah. need Rocky because like I want to see how they do it with this movie and how they approach Rocky if they approach him at all, and then I'll be like, yeah, no, they're. Good. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, going back to that TV show, I mean, that's, I feel like that's a perfect case in point of like, the over corporate the 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 fingers being yeah put into the cookie jar type of thing. And like, going, is it okay if I read off what Go Sylvester Stallone I mean, yeah. said? I like, literally just pulled up this article to double check that I knew my facts right. Um, yeah, because he tweeted about this about um so or, sorry he inst- or not Twitter but he <laughs> he put it on his Instagram media. story on his social media about that Drago move or that Drago TV show and he says and I quote he is pissed he said <laughs> <clears throat> heartbreaker just found this out once again pathetic 94 year old producer and his selfish useless children are once again picking <laughs> what is left off the bones of another wonderful character Seriously, how do you weasels look in the mirror? I am sorry to the fans. I apologize to the fans. I never wanted Rocky to be exploited for this greed. Drago, return my rights, bloodsuckers. Throughout history. Oh, yeah. But I'm like. It's one of those things where it's like he wasn't consulted on this at all. And, like, he doesn't need to be consulted, but also that is, like, number one great thing of, like, 
We probably shouldn't. He, he might say no, so we just won't. Bother it's like how it. Nickelodeon waited till Stephen Hillenburg died in mm-hmm. order to make a, a camp coral. Yeah, that's just like that leaves a dirty taste in my mouth, though. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you wait till he because he said no. Yeah, He's like, yeah I did. don't want any of this, and so they're like, oh, when he dies, we'll do it. Yeah, he dies, well, they do it. That's fucked up. Like a perfect, like I exactly. mean, it just goes to show, like no franchise, no series, no anything is safe from that potential right and i mean like and again kind of like going back to what you said about like oh well they might not even need rocky at all you know then what now they don't even care what he thinks because he's not even a part of it anymore like they can just kind of now they how have how far are they gonna take it well, what if yeah. the show's good i have a feeling like I, i'm still going into it i probably will watch it because you know rocky favorite one of my favorite things of all time i will go in with good expectations depending on how it looks from trailers and what mm. i've heard in the background but yeah like at this point it's so unknown and it definitely doesn't like we'll need to see what they're planning on for the story right now it just feels like they like oh wait this one character let's let's add a little bit more context just for money's sake yeah like mm-hmm. we we've gotten all the context we need from the movie. I feel like like the only thing that I think would be interesting to see in that TV show for Drago, uh, it's Drago's kid, right? It's Victor. Yes. Yeah. So after his wife leaves him for Rocky Four, I think the only work. thing that would be interesting <laughs> is seeing that that relationship between the father, and the son. father and son. Yeah. That is the only th- reason that I would maybe consider watching it. Yeah, is mm-hmm. is going into because we saw a little bit of that in Creed Two, where it's like we saw that you know. At the end. He wasn't really treating him like a son. He was treating him like, and like a, a prop, like a prop, like, like a exactly yeah. like something to redeem his name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know when obviously he loses, spoilers, yeah, <laughs> he loses. Um, he <gasps> he's like, oh my son, you know. Um, I think seeing that that toxic relationship would be interesting. Yeah, like a prequel, like a prequel. But I I do think that. You know, as as um, Sylvester Stallone was saying, like he didn't even get like a courtesy call, mm-hmm. and I think that's just that's just messed up because there would be no Rocky universe right, without Sylvester right? Stallone. So it's like he's alive, he's he's healthy, he's passionate about the film. Still, at least give him a call just to get even a bit of insight. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. And we know that he can make a pretty good franchise. Like mm-hmm. yeah. we know that he at least has. Pretty good writing stuff. JJ uh, uh, Johnson. JJ uh, <laughs> Abrams. Abrams. That's what I'm thinking. Sorry. You think? Yeah. I'm thinking the trombonist JJ Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> um, like he can he can be an asset to them, but it's just yeah. that sort of weird thing. I'm not sure. It's it's the it's the corporate blindness mm-hmm. that is really distasteful here. But I didn't it, think Creed would lead us to this deep discussion of death of the author. <laughs> I know. Yeah, let's let's I circle mean, back a little bit. So, <laughs> you know, we, we went off on a little bit of a tangent there. But going I mean, back to Creed I think 3, it does set up what we're expecting for Creed 3. Absolutely. Like, obviously, getting half of this. We talked about Creed 3. We have high expectations. We know what we're doing, walking in. How will this set the rest of the franchise? Yeah, so yeah I feel like absolutely. This is going to set a precedent for pretty much any other Creed or Rocky related film that's going to come after. So and in 20 years, there's yeah. going to be a, it's going to be Creed 9 X Transformers. <laughs> it's going to be like, a, have you ever seen Megalobox? <laughs> Megalobox. With the, yes, he referenced that too. I, I totally blank it's this. It's such yeah, a great, it's such a great show. show. You haven't watched it. I haven't seen it. So you gotta watch it. Dude. Yeah, it's like, so there was this old anime, again, I'm side dragging How here, old but, is it? Uh, Hajime no, or oh, oh, you think the, the, I thought you were talking about Megalobox. I'm like, no, so sure Megalobox was like 2016, out. but yeah. it was supposed to be like a 50th anniversary for um, uh, Ashino no Jo, which is like a boxing anime from like the 60s oh, or 50s this or whatever. Show. But yeah. basically, it was like that's why his name is Joe in the yeah. show, um, is like kind of an homage, but um, yeah, it was like this show about this guy and basically the entire boxing world is like exoskeletons and like power suits type of thing like and he comes in with like barely he, yeah i don't he doesn't fight with anything he doesn't fight with anything no and i think what like by the end he's got this cheap one doesn't he or is he still not i no, i think he, he went the whole way through with that one well it's spoiler spoiler but yeah yeah i mean it was like that reminds God. me of real real steel 
Yeah, real, real Steel is another great one. I rewatched that a little while ago. It's actually that not one's... that bad. I'm not okay. crazy. I like it. <laughs> one thing that I'm surprised that, and at least he didn't mention it, was he didn't take anything from Hajime no Ippo, mm. which is that that you know '90s boxing anime. Yeah. Because it really did portray boxing in a fantastic way. I need to watch it. I, I highly recommend it. It was great. Um, yeah, there are a but, lot of good boxing anime out well, there. Well, that's why it's such a good thing to kind of call out. You yeah. Know, of like, this is what I want to reference because why limit my uh, creative inspirations to just, uh, I guess that would be Eastern, Western? I don't, I don't know which side <laughs> we're on, right? But Eastern um, media yeah. when there's a whole other side of this that most American um, audiences probably have never seen before. You yeah. Know? yeah. So going in, um, just to kind of wrap up, what um, if you were to give a rating going into Rocky, uh, into Creed Three, what rating do you think you're gonna walk out of the theater with? Like out of ten. Like out of ten. Eight. Writing says eight. I mean, that's tough. Of like, personally, I think it would be a nine. If I looked at it from a more subjective view of how, how it is as a movie, probably an eight, yeah. Okay. But I have a bias of like how much I love this movie, these movies. Fair. Like I said, if I walk out and I'm like, yeah, it was just another Creed Rocky movie, that's still I like mean, a That's still, me. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I yeah. mean, Jackson's already got the Mickey fit, you know, the, bean, the beanie, the hoodie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready. This is my cosplay going in. I want to see <laughs> Tessa Thompson say Adonis how... Uh, <laughs> how uh, we just hear Adrian. I want to hear oh, okay. Adonis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I think she she did that in the first movie. Did, did she? She, she yeah. does something similar. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah. But like not like in, like, in that like way Adrian, though. But Adrian. no, but but then Adonis did when he got up and he was like yelling for what was her character's name. Uh, Bianca. Wasn't she? Going, wasn't he going like Bianca? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Don't this know. is my thing. Of, we're watching Rocky movies now. Oh, I'm yeah. like, I need to watch the Blade <laughs> movie. I'm, I, I haven't probably watched them in a while either. Tonight. But honestly, I, I agree. I'm like, in my heart of hearts, I love Rocky. I love Creed. So it's gonna be like a nine and a half, right? I can't yeah. give it a ten, because a ten, a ten is so far. A out. ten, I, right. I can only give a thing a ten in retrospect. Like, I can't just give it right off the bat, but. I think a nine and a half is about as comfortable. It's about as comfortable as I feel to a mm-hmm. ten before and watching then it. Then again, like I said, Rocky Four and Creed Two are probably some of my favorite movies. I don't think I'd give them a ten if I'm being yeah. honest, especially right. Rocky Four. That has that's like literally a eighty percent music video. True, <laughs> <If I'm being laughs> but I love it so. The much. other twenty percent is Cold War propaganda. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Rocky <laughs> stops the Cold War in World War Three, dude. <laughs> what? Oh, you've never seen Rocky Four? You've never seen, seen Rocky, Rocky oh, Four? Okay, we movie. gotta show you, Ronnie. We gotta show um, you that. TLDR, he beats the Russians. Yeah. And then uh, has a speech yeah. at the end where he's like, if I can change, you can, can change. change. <laughs> we can all change. And then the, the credits roll. No, no, no. It's like the Russian government i don't remember what uh what you call the that USSR. but they start standing up and clapping oh, yeah. you, already know, like, you know what wall's going down guys he did it, Stop it. who needs gorbachev we got rocky <laughs> who needs reagan we got rocky yeah um, it's great no i think listen for all my criticisms of like you of like you know expanding upon universe and you know sequelitis mcification what have you uh, genuinely, it looks like a pretty good film. Like, I, and this yeah. is coming from someone who hasn't seen the other two, like the first two Creeds. This looks good. So, based on the trailer alone, based on like what I've been hearing, I'm gonna give this a preemptive, maybe like an eight point five. That's nice. where I'm sitting. I Are think you planning on watching Creed one and two going into this? I'm pl- I'm taking spring break probably to watch the entire Rocky series, Rocky one through five, Rocky Balboa, Creed one and two. Yeah, I'm doing that. <laughs> I, I wasn't watching it tomorrow. I think I'll change it back show. down to a nine because I think nine point five is a little too close to ten. I have to. <laughs> nine point five is a little too close. I just stick with a ten point instead of like twenty point. Yeah. 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 I'll I'll, stick to a nine. I think right. nine is comfortable. For for the following episode, I think we should change our rating system to uh, uh, one to five. Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> From one to Adrian. <laughs> From Polly has a robot uh, robot girlfriend to Adrian. Where does this lie in your scale? <laughs> All right. Well, 
Um, I guess we should wrap up. Uh, thank you so much for watching this episode of Wishful Thinking. Watching. Uh, listening, sorry. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wishful Thinking. Uh, we'll be back shortly with uh, our, our post-reactions. Thank you so much. And uh, feel free to follow us on the.geekwave on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, and any other announcements? Just Yeah, leave a review like on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, make sure to check out our website, too. Uh, we're posting a lot of cool stuff on that. Um, Ronnie's got some good video game reviews. Uh, I'll have some coming up soon. Too, yeah, so. make sure you guys check out um, The Last of Us Reactions over at uh, CC, CC, CGC. CGC. Yeah. Um, and uh, look out for Geek Wave reviews. Um, we have a Piggy Blinders review coming up here shortly. Um, and a geek dive on a Pokemon tournament here in Salt Lake City in uh, collaboration with Game Grid SLC. Um, with music by yours truly. With music <laughs> by Stefan. Cool. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, um, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye, y'all.